So how's everybody doing? Good. It's I'm glad it's it feels, a short week. Hey, it feels good to be able to say fuck, and it feels <laughs> good to be able to talk about shit. <laughs> yep. In particular. In particular. But that was and, an awesome what somebody, podcast. Was that somebody just yes, shit their pants? No, I just hit my microphone accidentally. Oh. So sorry. With her I was ass. Trying to turn with the ass vibrations. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> it it's okay. Everybody farts. Hey, before I forget, we need to do this drawing. What is that? Let's start For the yeah, let's start seat. the podcast and do this right away. Yeah. What is that? For our seat giveaway. What seat? <laughs> the seat cushion. Oh. Do you smell you. popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have a fucking seat. I got a bunch of bags, but I don't have the a seat. seat cushion from Wild Ass. He's got know. an old sack, too, in case anybody needs that. Uh, my fucking head hurts already. <laughs> oh, Lord. Did you pull one out already? I mean, Did you pull <laughs> out already? What did you say? <laughs> That's called the old pump and jerk. Two pumps and a twist. It's your right. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to do that. Welcome back, everybody, to yeah, the Five no Nerdy Bikers Podcast. We're back in full force this week. What? Hey, no, 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 no. What do you what? mean, no? Don't know me. Hang, hang on. Oh, Jesus. All right. Mike's got to kick us off. Welcome, everybody, to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Yes, Mike. What in the name of a sugar-free diabetic sucker are we talking about this week? <laughs> well, I think tonight we're going to be stirring the pot a little bit, and we're going to be talking about Harleys. Am I correct, you get, gentlemen? Yeah. you yes. got to get them seeds out if you're stirring the pot, because and if, and if, if you smoke them seeds, it sucks. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you're talking about a diabetic sucker, I could we could do the cock sucker. That would be the new one. <laughs> <laughs> like the charms. The cock yeah. sucker. There you go. I'm out. Yeah. How many licks does it take to get to the middle of a and cock it's sugar sucker. free? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You ain't gotta eat no oatmeal even. <laughs> God almighty. Oh, that really can't make the podcast. Right? <laughs> oh, but it will. <laughs> Oh, but it will. Wow. So, Dustin, tell us exactly what we're talking about tonight. I don't know exactly. Just There's been a lot of stir in the Discord about Harley-Davidson, everywhere from what performance to how price. they match up with yeah, price to how they match up with other bike brands. But, yeah, but what we're going to do first is we're going to give away this wild-ass seat cushion. Thank you, wild-ass, for allowing us to, one, have you on the podcast this month two to talk about your products and three to be given away one of these products to one of our listeners. So without further, without further ado. So for the month of what we've been calling Grovember, we've been posting on our Instagram page about this seat that we're giving away. This is one of their brand new saddle seats, brand new product that they have. And Craig, wild ass Craig was kind enough to donate one to us for this giveaway. And I have put all of the names in here from every time that we've posted. I wrote them all down and I'm going to draw one. And remember, you have to be following us and you have to be following Wild Ass. Okay. Because we so, check that shit. We do check that shit. Hang on one second. And there's no swass on this seat. Not yet. Mm. Stand by for confirmation. Stand by, Stand by for confirmation. So this, I, I know this person is. Houston, we have a winner. Jones's rides. Johnson. Jones. Johnson ride. No, Jones, not a Johnson ride. <laughs> Jones's rides. And you know what? That's funny because he's probably the one person that entered the most. So his name was in here the most, I'm sure. So Jones's rides. I will be contacting you on Instagram to get all of your information so I can get it over to Craig at the real wild ass so he can send you your seat cushion, sir. There you go. 
Thank you guys Johnson for Rod entering. and Grow Member. Grow yeah. member. <laughs> yeah, we're growers, not showers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wonder if he is long legged Jones. What the hell was that? That was uh, uh, Ray Stevens. Yes, and a long Slow. Jones. Yep. Slow talking Jones. That's what Ryan does every once in a while. <laughs> Try not to. I know. Before we well, before we bad. kick off our Harley talk, Ryan did hold up one of our stickers a while ago. And if you guys have missed it, we have brand new five dirty biker stickers. They're awesome. They are very badass. Hold it up so, and tell us about them, Ryan. Well, you can't. Well, see they them. can't see it. They can when he starts talking. But it's a new design. Well, I don't know if we're doing a video out of this one, but anyway. Okay. All right. So yes, if you haven't seen them on Instagram, go check them out on Instagram. And if you'd like or to Facebook one, or Twitter, yeah, five dirty bikers.com. Exactly. And you can hit us up and order one or two or four or a dozen, however many you want. But also, guess what else we have? Ryan. Word of the day. <laughs> this early? We have a shirt. That's Damn right. It. Hey, a, a shirt. Cool shirt. We do have a shirt. Tell us all. We have, a new, we have a new shirt with a new logo. It's our new Five Dirty Bikers podcast shirt, and it is available on FiveDirtyBikers.com. You can hit up our website and go to the merch link, and all the details on how to order your shirt is on there. We do take pre-orders. We've already fulfilled our first batch of pre-orders, and we are on our second run. So if you're interested in a Five Dirty Bikers shirt, please go to FiveDirtyBikers.com and order up your new shirt and tony says they're soft as a baby's ass they are they are very soft shirts i mean just delicate they're how many (laughs) delicate how many shirts do you have made out of baby's asses well (laughs) this one because it's very soft oh it's luxurious yes it's and tony how how many of those shirts did you order i got a dozen (laughs) damn (laughs) but they're going to be given away they're 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 being they're, They're being distributed. Gifts. He orders shirts. He orders shirts like I buy dough hug nuts. <laughs> dough hug nuts. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So so thanks to everybody who bought a shirt for the first run. We're very appreciative of that and we hope you enjoy them. I'm looking forward to getting mine too. Me, Me too. too. So what are we talking about? These 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 overpriced, overweight. Underpowered, underpowered motorcycles. Everybody's been talking about in the Discord. I guess. <laughs> hey, speaking of motorcycles, did you see that Kawasaki finally released their like dirt bike and street bike lineup and all that? Yes, shit I did see that. Those are sharp looking, dude. Like I'm yeah. serious. Like they're sharp. So they got a KLX 300, like you know off-road edition and then they've got a klx 300 supermoto edition which i thought was really really cool and then they're like after the first of the year in january they're going to release two more which i'm assuming is a klr yeah i would say it's the klr is going to make a triumphant return it better (laughs) does that mean you're switching back who is just dropping motorcycles from their lineup they really dropped some mo- motorcycles from their lineup. Yeah, I know they did. There was another. There was another. Uh, was it the VMAX? The VMAX got dropped. Yeah, the VMAX is gone from Yamaha. Yeah, and two others. I can't remember the other two, but I saw the VMAX because we just talked about it on that Halloween podcast. Because that's the one Dracula would ride. Mike said. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what stuck yeah. out to me when they released those three models that they were dropping. It's like, man, that, that is a sharp looking bike too. It, it kind of looks a cross between a sport bike and a cruiser. Yeah, the VMAX at one like point in time bike and handles like a cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> the VMAX at one time was one of the fastest production motorcycles, wasn't it? Before the Hayabusa, yeah, yeah, that, that it, thing, yeah, that's crazy. I want to go see if the dealership over here, um, Niehaus, has one on the floor. Niehau, <laughs> I was going to do the same damn thing <laughs> every Nihau. fucking time. <laughs> it's funny though. <laughs> Yeah, did you see the? Hey, did you see the stuff where Harley basically took all their stores from India mm-hmm. 
Isn't that yes. what it was? They took their stores from India and now they're selling it under a different name, but it's yeah, still I, Harley. I, I was under the impression that they were pulling out of a lot of the foreign markets. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. They're they're shrinking their footprint a little bit to I don't know, something about saving like two hundred billion dollars a year or something by shrinking their footprint. Wow. Shrinking it up. I also well, I mean, heard through the grapevine that uh their new production bagger is set for twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, maybe not twenty twenty one, but maybe twenty twenty two. And uh they're gonna take the Touring chassis and make it a monoshock like the soft tails for, for performance. So that fits into that performance category. They're going straight to the jugular. Are they doing anything for the goddamn head shake? Are they put a steering dampener on it or? Um, I, I know that they have played with inverted shock or inverted front forks again. Yeah. Interesting. So it sounds like it sounds like they're going to target that performance bagger market with a monoshock bagger and you know something that has inverted shocks as an option at least. Now, yeah. whether or not they whether or not they go all in with that or not, I, I don't know. But it sounds like they're they're going to make a they're going to make a go of it. They better make it water cooled and have 140 horsepower and not be anything above. 40 grand you know i think i don't just dis, i don't disagree with the, the water cooled but i think the m8's a good motor i think they're going to keep it i don't think they're going to move away from that i think some of the newer bikes obviously are going to have that water cooled engine the pan america is going to have a water cooled engine yeah and that fucker is going to have 140 150 horsepower yeah for sure but i mean even with the, with the m8s though i know they don't throw the horsepower out there but that fucking motor has plenty of fucking power to it for well, what it's I think designed for. My whole, my whole situation with the, and I don't disagree with that, Tony. My situation when I, when I hear people talk about performance. Buy a sport bike. Well, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> the, a, a motorcycle can't be all things to all people. And I think the sport bike is a perfect example of that, right? The sport bike takes what it does good and that's what it does. It doesn't do anything else. Yeah, they, they don't. Yeah, no. They don't make sport bikes to drive across the country. That's not how they're designed, <clears throat> and they don't go off road very well either. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so we're, we're probably worse so than one of our heavy cruisers because at least we got the the weight to to sustain us a little bit on those rocky ass roads. I even I even look at like I was thinking about this I don't know, this morning or this afternoon, right? And I was thinking about Mike and and the bike that he rides. If I truly wanted to have a dirt bike and go off road and do those kind of things. I'm not going to buy a sportster and turn it into a dirt bike. I'm going to buy a dirt bike <clears throat> and ride it off road. Like it was designed. So yeah, as a dirt bike. Yeah, yeah. So I don't understand why everybody gets all bent out of shape that, you know, the Harley doesn't do this or it doesn't do that. Or, or, you know, it's designed to do something very specific and it does that very specific thing very well. And so it can't be all things to all people. No, I agree. Right. Well, I mean, the whole thing with Harley, though, and the culture is the customization of the bike, being able to customize it to what you want. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's still a fucking cruiser. Yeah. No matter what you do to it, it's still a cruiser. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just, I don't understand. But, I mean, a lot of people, they want to put off-road tires on it. They want to give it 500 horsepower. They want it to corner like a sport bike. They want it to do this and that. And, and it's not going to because yeah. it's not designed to do that. Well, I mean, so, it, just, just the same. You can't compare a Cadillac to a Lamborghini. One does one, does one thing and one does the other. I mean, people got to realize <coughs> like, like, what, like what you guys are saying, like they're, they're purpose bikes. There's a certain purpose that each one of them have that they do good. Or very well. I mean, a lot of people are going to argue that Harley doesn't do anything well. No, they make a top-notch, well-crafted motorcycle. Hold, hold on. I'll, I'll give them can, that. Can you say that again, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> they make a top-notch, well-crafted motorcycle. The problem is, is that they think that they can charge, you know, Four times 40, as much. Four times, yeah, $40,000, 40 times as much 
for a motorcycle. And I mean, yeah, you've got your resale value. You can, you can fight that one way, half dozen the other. But for me, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just don't, you know, I, I think Harley has a, a very well-built motorcycle and I like the fit and finish on those, but I will, you will be hard pressed to catch me on one given the price. You know, Mike, I was thinking about that, you know, that the idea of price, because that, it does come up a lot, right? And so this is what, because this, this is, it's actually a question. I, I'm not really making a statement because I, I, I'm curious about this because I own two of the same brands and there was a huge difference. So I had a Kawasaki Vulcan 800 Mm -hmm. and I had a Sportster 1200, but it could have been an 883. It wouldn't have mattered. And to me, and there's a significant difference in price between those two, you know, some depending on your options between two and $4,000. But I tell you what, the difference to me was that the majority of that Kawasaki Vulcan was yeah. plastic. Well, it was I a plastic that. motorcycle. The side cases were plastic. The down tubes had plastic on them. The front fender was plastic. The back fender was plastic. There right. wasn't any metal on the bike. And so for me, it wasn't about the aesthetics of the bike. To me, the bike was cheaply made. It was all plastic. The same motorcycle, which was a Sportster, same year, would have been more is is more expensive, but all those same parts are metal. The fenders are metal. The side plates are the side you know covers are metal. The hand controls are metal. So to me, when you're talking about the price, I think the price to me relates directly to quality. I believe that they're made, and I don't just believe. I know when I was comparing those two bikes, they're made out of more quality materials and quality parts. Well, it's it's definitely a premium brand. And, and that's something everybody needs to remember. Harley is a premium brand and their price reflects that. Just like if you're going to go buy a car, just like he was talking about Cadillacs and Lamborghinis. I mean, there's a huge difference between a Honda and an Acura. Right. You know what I mean? In price. And here's, yeah. here's another thing to consider though, because like my Honda's got metal fenders and everything, but here, here's the other thing. When you, have that upfront price for a Harley, let's say, versus a Kawasaki or a Honda or whatever. There's a big difference. But also, when you go to get parts for that Harley, just uh, like parts for a car. It's a 360 fucking. I mean, exactly. No the parts it. are more expensive as well. So, but you got to weigh that out as well. So let's let's throw out the idea that Harleys are made in America because they're not made in America anymore. They're assembled in America, right? Okay. But we are still, we are paying wages of our American workers yep. to, to assemble those bikes, which we all know is more expensive. Oh, yeah. So I mean, that's, that's that the that other is- thing is that we're paying, we're paying for the wages of those workers and those plants to assemble these motorcycles who don't make $4 an hour. You know, I would like to compare and, and, I don't even know where the information is, but I would like to compare the average wage of a worker in a Harley Davidson plant in the United States to the average wage of a worker to take your pick. I don't care what bike manufacturer, pick any one, right? Because the same thing could be said for Indian. Indian's really no less price than Harley. They're, right. you know, they're an American they're brand, but they're no too. less price. They're still very expensive. Go open up an Indian parks catalog. You want a 360 fucking? You're going to get it from Indian too. Get a 720 from Indian. <laughs> they parts. are even a little bit more for parts. Yeah, for parts. But personally, I don't mind paying a premium price for a premium product. Say Apple. I don't mind paying the Apple prices because I know that the product I'm going to get is going to be a quality premium product. Yeah. And so, and I look at that the same way with, with when I buy a motorcycle, especially with Harley. You pay more, but you, I truly believe you get a premium product for your money. Okay. Yeah. And I do think there are motorcycles that are not assembled in the United States that are, again, a premium product too. Oh, I mean, sure. in that same market, truly in that same market, Honda is a premium product. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. by no means. Yeah. Honda's premium for sure. Their, their dirt bikes are top of the heap. Their cruisers are arguably better than Harley's. I mean, if you're talking about just sheer eating up the miles, arguably they're better, right? They don't look as cool. 
but they're better. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. I'm throwing the flag of bullshit on that one. And isn't the Harley, I mean, throw it all sport? you want. That, that a motorcycle that has reverse is not better. I, call reverse. it what you want. The gold He's talking about the gold wings talking have about? reverse. He's oh. talking about that goddamn Cadillac, that convertible Cadillac with two wheels at Honda. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Still got still, still covered with you. a CB. I can't tell you the number of guys that have walked up to my bike and said, what kind of Harley is that? And I'm like, it's not a Harley. It's a Honda. What were those, uh, the Yamahas that they don't make anymore? What, the V-Stars? Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. the V-Star? Mm-hmm. I, I remember looking at the 650 V-Star, and I mean, that thing at the time was, I think, 6500 bucks, brand new. Yeah. And you would have yeah. been hard-pressed to tell the difference between that and a Harley if you, did, if you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. A guy I work yeah. with got one, and they're, they're yeah. sharp-looking. Yeah, the Kawasaki Vaquero is a badass looking bagger. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. It is a it is a bad machine, but you know what? When you get all the way up that high, even a Kawasaki, that Vaquero is not all that cheap. I think it's seventeen oh, no. grand. It, yeah. yeah. So now that again, to Mike in in Mike's defense, that's not forty thousand dollars like you're going to pay for a you know Road Glide Ultra. Well, no, but I mean, let, let's go let's go even with the Sporty. The Sporty's ten grand. Yep. Every bike that competes with the sporty is almost 10 grand. If you look at the Indian, it's the same price. If you look at the the Triumph, it's the same price. The Yamaha Bolt. Look at the Yamaha Bolt is pretty much the same price. Yep. So, I mean, what, you know, what's the difference? And when I bought my sporty, I looked at the Bolt. I actually went down and sat on it and rode it and went Mm. right back to the Harley dealer and bought the Harley. Hmm. And it really wasn't that much difference. I mean, we were talking a few hundred bucks. So what what turned you off from the bolt? Then? Just like what Ryan said, I was is a lot of plastic on the bike, and okay. then the actual controls just felt cheap and small. It was probably yeah. the inseam too. And yeah, and I got on the Harley, and like the <laughs> the brake levers were big and bulky, and you know, it just felt like a like a solid bike compared to the bolt, even though the bolt was faster. And don't you think that value is relative to like what you're willing to pay, I think is relative to what you want. Right. So where I wouldn't pay for a dirt bike, what Mike paid for his, but for Mike, there's value in that because that's what he wants to do. And that's how he wants to ride. And I'd that's what that he loves. Tomorrow. What's that? Do I? I'd buy that bike tomorrow if I could. Oh, I, I think I'm not saying that that that, val- that bike is overvalued. Not at all. It's overvalued for me because I can't ride it like Mike would. You well, know, that's not how I ride. Well, that's I mean, that's the thing, though, is the reason that Honda charges that premium price for their CRF lineup is, you know, they're, uh, you know, 120, you know, all of their actual race bikes, 125R, 250R and 450R, you know, they can charge that premium price for that 450L because it's a street legal version of their, you know, as close to they could. Yes, it's got some creature comforts that to make you street legal and make it not as bone jarring when you hit bumps and stuff like that. But, you know, that's the reason that they charge that much money for that it is because of the power that you get for the size and the capabilities of that machine. Um, you know, I, and that's where, that's where when you're talking about, you know, Harley, when, when, when people get on talking about Harleys and they're overpriced and underpowered and this and that and something other else, well, you know, Harleys are an air-cooled motorcycle. And when you have an air-cooled motorcycle, you can't have tight tolerances. You can't have high compression. You can't have a lot of things that make up the performance aspects of, a water-cooled motorcycle to be able to turn out the kind of power and, and, you know, if, if you're talking about getting the weight down, then you're talking about putting in more expensive materials in order to build the frame. Well, the Harley's going to buy, you know, well, not with the M8, but, you know, they could make an aluminum framed bike and do a, a V-rod with that M8 if they tuned out the vibration and, you know, they might be able to lighten it up, but depending on the wall thickness of the tubing and all that, it may be the same weight. But 
most motorcycle manufacturers will charge a premium on the things that people will buy and based on the capability of that motorcycle. Price is relative. I agree. But I don't feel like the Harleys are underpowered anymore. I think in the Evo era and even the twin cam, they were, but I don't think they're underpowered anymore. I don't. I mean, I get, I get people wanting to play around and mess around with their motorcycles, but this whole performance bagger, I want to, you know, I was watching Shade Tree's video and he's on that Road King that's got a 131 in it and just getting in the throttle, he was, you know, his, the, the rear tire broke loose. Yeah. Now, I don't understand when you, I, I get why people with a Sportster 883, it's got 38 horsepower from the factory. I know why you put a 1250 kit on it. It's not that it's not fun when you have 40 horsepower, but it's a lot more fun when you have 80. Yeah, a lot more fun. Based on the <clears throat> weight. Mm-hmm. and But it also increases the capabilities of that motorcycle when you do that. If you're wanting to set it up for touring and you're wanting to haul around you know, 40 or 50 pounds worth of luggage and you know, put bags and all that on there, that performance helps with all of that extra weight. But when you, when you're talking, okay, I want to take a, a, you know, 114 cubic inch motorcycle and I want to make it, you know, or a 107, even 110. What what are they now? 110, 107 and 114. So when you take that motor and you make it into a 131, what are you accomplishing by doing that? Or, Or is it just a, Hey, I got bigger nuts now because I got a bigger motor. Well, see, I think even though you have that extra performance with the 131, the motor is outperforming what the motorcycle can capably do safely, I think. Right. Because yeah. the, the bike can't can't handle, you know, it doesn't handle. I would be afraid of it in, in the twisties. You know what I mean? When you're, you know, you get on the throttle and your rear wheel breaks loose. I mean, that that's not, that's frowned upon in my book. <laughs> and, and being completely honest, you know? anyth- anything like on our bikes, Tony, anything past the stage two is just for bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could see down the road me putting a torque cam in my bike and that'd probably be as far as I go with it and maybe putting a, a full exhaust on it besides my, my tab muffler. But after that, I mean, what need do I have? Uh, dude, I remember when I picked the, the slim up and when I got out on the, turned out of the parking lot and hit it. I was amazed by the torque and it's just something that you get used to. And now we're sitting here going, Oh, we need more torque. But when I first rode it, I was like, I can't believe the amount of torque this fucking bike has. It's amazing. Right. And now I'm well, you know, I could use some more, you know, I'm used to this. <laughs> now. It's, you know, let's go ahead and bump it up some more, but you really, you, you don't need it. No, well, Mike, no, I got a question for you. So you've ridden a Sportster, you've ridden a a uh, dirt bike, you've ridden an adventure bike. Wouldn't you say that most riders have motorcycles that can perform beyond how they can ride? Mm. Your average guy. Average guy, yes. Ride. Yes. Right. Yeah, so I would I say mean, most. Because like my four, I'll, me and my age and my physical ability will not allow me to do everything that my motorcycle is capable of. Now, yes, I've done an ECU and an exhaust, but regardless of that, it's, you know, that bike off the showroom could do more than I was physically able to do, but it can handle anything that I throw at it. And the, you know, suspension or the characteristics of that motorcycle make my ride or make everything that I'm doing. And just like the reason I bought the bike, it makes it more enjoyable to a degree. But when you have a motorcycle that is way overpowered, it's sort of like having a, a, a big, Gary. it is. I, I, I think of it this way. My buddy in Tennessee, Brian, he had a Dodge Diesel. He spent a ton of money on that God, on that damn. truck. Had oh, was that heater getting? You got the sun heating up behind you. Yeah, it, it did. It got me, caught on fire. I leaned back <laughs> on the you. chair and it got me. I told oh. you. 
He got, before he got up and he turned around and like part of his shirt was burnt yes, off. God damn it. <laughs> That's the reason you got twelve shirts is burn the tail off. Uh, of burn them. the tail off of them, man. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, I I think back to Brian and he spent a lot of money to get his truck really really fast and he had this big Dodge Cummins. It, you know, it was badass. And he went and the thing had a thousand like it made over a thousand horsepower. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. When I say he spent a lot of money, he spent a lot of money on the truck. Now, it was awesome. It was fast as shit on the street if it was dry. But when it rained, mm-hmm. he couldn't drive. He, yeah, he couldn't drive the truck when it rained because every time or when it snowed or any time there was any time something was slick, he was you know, fine. he. Yeah. I mean, he had to, you know, he had to put in a big, big ass clutch and was always fighting that thing. And I mean, it was like, you know, it's just, it made it in dry, you know, made it to where it actually decreased the capability of the truck all around. And it set it up for a certain scenario of, you know, I'm going to go to a tractor pull or I'm going to go to the drag strip rather than, Hey, I want to get in this thing and tow a tow a boat to the lake or whatever else, you know. I want to go to Home Depot and pick up some drywall. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening. I mean, he could have towed a house <laughs> if it was dry. Damn. But you know, well, that's that's why I say about Harley's, you know, just on the performance side of things. When you start <clears throat> building up a motor when you start building a motorcycle, you can only build it so far. Well, and it's like what Brian said, does the are your abilities surpassing the bike's capability? So I'm going to ask Mary that because Mary's had an Indian and a Honda. Do okay. you feel like your riding ability is hampered by the performance of your motorcycle, or is the motorcycle? I feel like what I have in my Honda is plenty of power. I mean, I was cruising 80 miles an hour for shit 25 miles the other day just kick back and enjoying myself could i go faster on it hell yeah i've been like 110 on the thing do i want to go that fast or do i need to go that fast no yeah how many horsepower does this does the shadow have it's 750 it's a 750 so how many how many i would say it's probably around 50 60 yeah and that indian was like what 100 yeah, the Indian the Indian had some ass in it, man. Yeah, it did have some ass in it because when you twisted the throttle on that thing, your ass slid back in the seat, and you better be hanging on. Yeah, the Indian had some ass in it for sure. Well, but- it it gives you some idea when they make a fa- when Harley makes a factory motor like the M8, and then they put a governor on it before they put it out, so it doesn't go more than 105 miles an hour or whatever yeah. it is, 107 miles an hour. So it gives you some idea. You can plug it into an FP3 and you can take that governor off of it and right out of the box, that thing will go 115. No problem. But the thing is, is they put a governor in it for a reason. Well, exactly. You know, exactly. and it's because it it's probably going faster than what the chassis can handle. Yeah. Right. Well, how, how many teenagers killed themselves on on sport bikes because they went out and got that, you know, because they wanted a leader bike, so they got a CBR one thousand, and then they went out to the first intersection and cracked the throttle, and you know, ended up ass over tea kettle with the motorcycle laying on top of them. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree, man. I think the modification. Well, I mean, I don't know. It chaps my ass sometimes. Why would you <laughs> shove a tea kettle up your ass? <laughs> well. <laughs> It's a warm, it's a warm water enema. Yeah, you, you, oh, you steam, you steam that area right out, and you just, it just you steam right it out. out. <laughs> or you just Fresh. go down to White Castle and grab you a couple sliders. <laughs> like I did. Don't forget your tea kettle. They, yeah, they, they call them sliders for a reason. Easy, oh, yeah. easy out. Yeah, for real. Those were delicious, by the way. <laughs> but no, it's like I mean bleaching that, a taint. <laughs> Sparkling. You got to keep your nacho tight. You can't, have, you can't have a dirty nacho. <laughs> nacho <laughs> cheese. Got to keep your nacho tight. Left it in the what, oven too What do you long. recommend for nacho cleaning, Tony? Well, I don't know. So, 
What you do? What you do is you get that towel between there and you <laughs> the old Steve Martin thing. <laughs> you, whip, you whip it around and you put the buff on that bitch. <laughs> put a little buff on there and put a little buff on it. Buff it out. Yeah. Only cops is buffing, Sean. You got to keep your nacho tight. Buff your nacho, people. <laughs> Billy Mays here with cockshine. <laughs> your number Buff your one nacho with cockshine. <laughs> oh my god! Don't put that in the pot. Don't say your can't. Your don't say your tank can't. Because <laughs> it can. <laughs> it can. <laughs> it can sparkle. With cockshine. <laughs> with cockshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So bad. Cockshine's loaded with potassium. Oh, God. Mm, and there's the line. <laughs> so, Mary, so, Mary, when you when you were looking, I remember you talking in a podcast in the past. You mm-hmm. you went out, you went out and looked for, you looked at Harley's and you sat on what, a super low? I did. Yeah. Okay. And Blue. your 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 biggest thing was that it wasn't low enough. Um, that was one of the things that it wasn't low enough. It was maybe an inch and a half, two inches too high and I couldn't flat foot on it. Okay. Um, but I think the major thing was like, I I had to turn my feet in to shift or break. It it was awful the way that the levers were on it. And I said, no way it's, it wasn't comfortable to me at all. When I sat on it, nothing about that bike was comfortable to me. Okay. okay. I've never sat on an ultra low. Have you? An 83 super low? Yeah. I've it's never called a sportster. A, well, I know yeah. it is a sportster, but I've never, I always went right to the iron. Was there a big height difference between the iron and this and the super low? No. 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 The super low, the super low had 11 inch shocks and the irons had 11 and a half, maybe something like oh, that. So it was pretty, pretty minimal then. Yeah. I want to say it had like a 31 inch seat, if I remember correctly. That's pretty fucking tall. Yeah. yeah well, my inseam's 29. So, yeah, that's you got me beat by an inch. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that bike was not comfortable at all. Nothing about it. I mean, it felt heavy to me. The seat wasn't comfortable. The position of my feet wasn't comfortable. And the sporty weight's up high, too. Yeah. It, it's the center of gravity is pretty high on that bike. So yeah. presented the opportunity. Somebody said, Hey, ride my Harley Davidson. Would you try it? Me? Yeah. I don't know. You talking about like a big bagger? No, no, not a bagger. I, would, I was going to say would, that would make me nervous I'm, as shit. Cause I wouldn't throw you on a 900 pound bike like that. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 but say like, like a, an iron 1200. I don't know. I guess I would have to, Sit on it and see how comfortable I was before I would even. You could ride the shit out of the slam. It's an easy bike to ride. Yeah. How tall? Question, Ryan. How tall was Cat? I'm just big on comfort. Period. That's a good question. Um, my guess is Cat was five. I'm going to say between five six and five eight. Was she that tall? She's at least she was that. She was was shorter than me, and I'm five eight. She's she was probably five four five five. Okay. But well, she yeah, rode. She right. rode Ryan's God, Road damn. King. Yeah, she did ride and, Road King. And she act. And just because the bigger, the bigger Harleys, like the soft tail models and stuff like that. I mean, the weight is down low in those bikes, and they're not bad to handle. Mary, you could ride my bike. Um, the only problem that I would see with you is if uh, when you stopped, if you you know like flat footing it or having your feet on the ground because. Yeah. The only time the bike actually feels heavy is when you're slow maneuvering or when you're stopped. And even slow maneuvering isn't that bad, but yeah. when you're stopped, it, it, it's a bear when you're stopped. It feels very heavy. You could you could ride my bike easy. Well, see, here's the easy. thing. So, okay, so my first bike was a Honda Shadow, like six 600, I think it was. And it was lighter than the one that I'm on now. Um. The one that I have now has a bigger gas tank on it. So when the gas tank is full, there's obviously a difference in when you're stopping of how, you know, it handles. Weight, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Weight distribution or whatever. And so the first time I rode that bike, when I pulled up to the gas tank and turned my wheel just a little bit, turned my handlebars just a little bit, it shifted. And when it did, of course, I put my foot down to to catch it and I couldn't I couldn't stop it because of the difference in the weight. It so going. it took me a while to adjust to that feeling differently on it. And then when I changed my bars, when I got my custom bars and my bars were closer to me, that changed the whole scenario again. So there again, I had to relearn how to handle that and how that changed even the weight distribution. So every little thing changes. I, For me personally, if I don't feel like I can hold a bike up on my own, like if it starts to tilt a little bit, I'm not comfortable with it. So I don't feel like the gas in my tank when you get when you're at 900 pounds, two gallons of gas doesn't make a damn bit of difference. I can't no. tell. I can't tell yeah. if there's no. a full tank or or one drop of gas in mine because it's just it's it feels like the same weight. Well, really? really? yep. our bikes too. The the center of gravity is so fucking low on them. Yeah, that you really don't feel the gas in the tank. Now, no, I'll tell you when I jumped out on this little Honda for the first time at sub 300 pounds, it's a huge fucking difference. <laughs> huge fuck. I mean, I was knee dragging around the first corner because I went into <laughs> it like I was riding my Harley. Some bitch broke right over on me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's a big fucking difference. Uh, 500 pounds makes, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So back to, back to where we were with the, you let's know, talk about customization. Okay. And how people lose their fucking minds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Tony. Well, I, it, it, I just don't understand why people want to pay this premium price for a bike and then turn it into something completely different. Like take all the parts off it and make it something different. Yes. Why not buy a bike that suits you from the get go? Okay. If you're going to pay that amount of money and people bitch, this is a $19,000 bike, but I need to do $8,000 worth of fucking changes to it to make it the way that I want it. It just doesn't make sense. And just some picky motherfuckers out there, I guess. <laughs> I guess it just, it doesn't make sense. That's the reason they have a lineup. Pick the bike that suits you and yeah. make little changes to it. Don't turn something into something that it's not. Does that make sense? Yeah, like for sure. don't don't buy a fucking Sportster and put goddamn bags on the back and a fucking make it into a bagger. It's not a bagger. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I agree. And I think there are changes that you can make that are not huge changes, but they can make a huge difference, right? So I agree. Like what you did with your bike and what I do with mine, changing the bars, totally different bike, completely, yeah, completely not different even the same. bike, completely yep. different bike. You know, I was in that thing when I bought mine because I was stuck between the heritage and the slim. I I was bouncing back and forth between the two and I decided I didn't want the bags. So I went with the slim. And then after I got the slim, I was like, I want the bags. (laughs) Then I started looking at the fucking bags, you know, and it's like, they're a thousand dollars. And it's like, by the time you do this, I should have just purchased the heritage. So I opted not to do it. I was like, I really don't need the fucking bags. You know what I mean? I should have let you ride my bike. The bags seem awfully nice. You know what I mean? But it was like, (laughs) I chose the bike I had and it just, it didn't make financial sense to do it because it was just so much money. Mm -hmm. I should have just bought the heritage to, to begin with. But I mean, little changes like handlebars and seats and exhaust and things like that. You're going to do that to pretty much any bike you buy anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, just like Mike did with his. I mean, an exhaust is something everybody's usually buying anyway. In a seat, then, you know, the handlebars, because you got to adjust it to your size. But don't buy a bike that's fucking nowhere near what you want and then try to make it into something that it's not. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have, and that's that's the thing, and that goes back to, you know, the the question of, you know, when is – you know, how much money is too much money to spend on your motorcycle? And, you know, if you're buying a motorcycle, I, I get there's the financial aspect of it. I completely and totally get that. But 
rather than go out here and this this is where the Harley owners lose when they're their talking minds it lose their fucking minds yeah but they lose it <laughs> what I'm getting at is is if if you ride a Harley and you know someone who's going to get into motorcycles urge them or try to get them to not buy a Harley if it's you know if it's their first motorcycle or if it's like you said the Sportster was 10 grand and you went out here and paid how much for your Kawasaki for your Vulcan um that was probably about what 2005 when I bought it it was 7 grand okay probably. so They're so if you're going to the same price then yeah but we're yeah. talking that mm-hmm. it's a bigger motorcycle, way more comfortable to ride long distance on, what you know, whatever. If you're wanting to go out here and bar hop or you're wanting to go out here and do whatever, buy you an older Harley or something, but don't try to take don't try to take a motorcycle and turn it into something that it isn't because you're dumping a lot of money into something when you could go out here and buy an import motorcycle that costs less that does more of what you want to do than what it is because you're never going to get your money back. But Harley guys are like, fuck it. It's just money. I'm going to spend it all. It's just money. I mean, if you, if you look at that, say, take the Triumph and the Sportster, pretty much the same fucking price. Right. And from a bird's eye view, same, same motorcycle, different manufacturer. But when you get down to it, the Triumph has goddamn analog brakes traction control, ride modes. I mean, it's got all this shit that the Sportster doesn't offer. When you buy a Sportster, you get a fucking starter button and a throttle. Yep. That's it. It doesn't have any of the rider aids on it. You know, customization, Tony, back to what you're saying. I remember because I, I, when I started riding on the back of motorcycles in Southern California, it's, it's an interesting thing because everybody had a stock Harley. And there wasn't a parts catalog that had $50,000 of parts that you could put on every single, every single style of bike. When you customized your bike in California, you did two things. You took the pipes off and you cut the baffles out of it. So that was loud as hell. And you had it custom painted, right? Well, what happened was, is that Carly Harley got wise to that really fast and, and custom paint went very expensive. If I was to custom paint my entire Road King right now, it would be between seven and 10 grand to have a complete full custom paint job. All my tins, my tank, my, my fairing and my bags would probably a really good one would be between seven and 10 grand to paint that bike. See, that's, that goes back to losing their fucking minds. In, in California, back in the eighties, it was under $500 to custom paint your whole bike. And that's how you had a custom bike because you had it custom painted. All the bikes were stock. They, they took the pipes out. They took the baffles off. But the only thing that made your bike custom was um, was paint. And then slowly it was sissy bars. And most of those were handmade and handlebars. Well, yeah. But those then, were the man. main things. Even the seats. Not everybody was making seats back then. No, they you know, made their you own. Yeah, you had to you had to get a seat pan and tear it all apart, bring it to an upholster, have them, you know what I mean, that kind of stuff. So there there wasn't a, there there wasn't a million bobbles that you could bolt onto your bike to make it your own. And so now custom, you know, now Harley says we're going to make a, a million black black bikes, and so the only way that you can make this black bike your own is to is to put all these bobbles on it to make it your own. And the, Why would you the custom put a paint bottle? jobs are, are crazy you, expensive. Do you put bottles on it because they're a bunch of babies or what? Uh, bu- yes. Yes, I do. He just likes the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when there's three of them. All right, Ryan puts them on the end of his handlebars. <laughs> just like... That'd be good shit right there. <laughs> I ought to get, yeah. I ought to we get ought to do that. Ryan, Ryan goes in to take a deuce after White Castles. We'll put some bottle nipples <laughs> on. <laughs> 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 you, you know he's going to be gone shit for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to go and I'm going to go and get some that look real and I'm going to stick them on my plastic <laughs> radiator cards. That'd be good. You want to hear a fuck off? You can put nipples on my bike. You'll hear it for sure. 
The fuck off. Jesus. I don't know. You guys just, can all fuck off. We'll do a five camera shoot of that fuck off too. <laughs> Bullet time. I get wanting to make your bike your own, but Jesus, save that fucking money and spend it on gas and ride the piss out of what you have. I agree, Mike. Right. Cause if you look if you look at me, Ryan and Tony's bikes, you could tell what they are still. You can yep. tell I have a sport glide. You can tell Ryan has a Roki. You can tell Tony has a Slim. We we didn't go ape shit. You know, we we made the bike perform a little bit better, and we just changed little things for one, our comfort, and two, a little a little bit of looks. I'll but, tell you but, what, the best thing I ever did was the handlebars and the fucking windshield. Goddamn game changer, man! I wish we could game changer. I wish we could play the fucking audio from when <laughs> I started talking about a windshield and Tony's like, there's no fucking way I ain't putting windshield <laughs> on my damn motorcycle. I was anti windshield, man. I, I I didn't like the way they look, but as soon as I rode with one, I was like, fuck it. This yep. I'll never ride without a windshield again. Yeah. Still don't have one. <laughs> Mary, I have a Memphis shades windshield for a Honda shadow phantom. If anybody's interested, put it on your bike. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, I fought with it the whole time it was on there. No shit. I, I don't have it. any vibration or anything from mine. I don't even know what's there. Yeah. Except that I can fucking drink coffee now going down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a straw. Out of a straw. Well, that's probably because you're only going 15 miles an hour. That's probably true. <laughs> that, you're probably right. Oh, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> when Mary's when Mary's cruising down the highway at 80 miles an hour and she's got crosswinds, that's the reason her windshield fucks her up. I know, right? Crosswinds suck. Cross I tell you guys, did bad. I tell you guys about the time I get I hit cross like uh, 50 mile an hour crosswinds on my ride home from work? Oh, god damn. Oh, my sport. Oh. I know, I'm wow. surprised you stayed on the road. Well, all I had was that little, uh, that small little fairing on there. What was it? That little cafe fairing? Yeah. And the ride to work was fine. And then I'm checking the weather at like three o'clock and I get off at four and they're like 45 to 50 mile an hour gusts. So I'm like, oh shit. So I get outside. I'm like, yeah, it's a little gusty. But of course there's buildings nearby that's breaking some of the wind. But my ride home is out on the prairie at, at that time. Yeah, plowed fields, <laughs> so I'm getting everything on both oh, sides. Shit. So I'm going around. My ride home is it's straight, one turn straight for ten minutes. Now I'm hitting that that turn, right, and the wind's coming from the west, and it's hitting me. No, actually, no, it was coming from the north, going to the south. I, and I kid you not, that son of a bitch hit me so hard, it moved me in the other lane. Going around a turn, a blind curve, pretty much that I couldn't see around, and I thought I'm gonna fucking die. If there's a car coming around that turn, around this bin, I'm gonna fucking die because that went. I could not control my bike. I could not get it back no, over into the man. right lane. Those fucking crosswinds. Every now, I've been hit with them, and I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, but we're it, going this direction. Luckily, it gave up, and right when I got around that bin, eighteen wheeler. Oh, damn! The other damn. lane going oh, that way. You were, gonna, you were gonna pull a jacks from Sons of Anarchy. Ugh. Wow. Have have you guys ever have you guys ever done that uh um where you come the the crosswind so bad and you get to a semi and you're leaning into the wind and as soon as you hit the semi, uh all of a sudden it like jacks you up the other direction. Yeah, I and call then, that the vortex. <laughs> and then you hit the front of the semi and it blows you again. Yeah. Oh, I love fuck. semis, they're my favorite. Oh my god! On my motorcycle, going around those sons of bitches. It's a goddamn game no, trying to get around you. it. That last ride I went on to Missouri. You know, me and Roger, we took the interstate. We were on the interstate majority of our ride to uh, the other side of St. Louis, and there were there were a lot of diesels, eighteen wheelers on the road. And I could, you know, I got all the way over in the left when we passed them, just to make sure I wasn't, you know, getting yeah. sucked into that vortex. I hate. I hate semis on the freeway i hate them it was actually really windy saturday when i came back from that bike event yeah, yeah. but i'm aerodynamic I, so it's all good i am not <laughs> i catch all the wind <laughs> and you create some yourself i create some myself <laughs> like a bat wing 
<laughs> yeah, the poor bastard riding behind me is in trouble. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he went dark. <laughs> Manuel went dark. <laughs> Manuel went dark. Oh, you know what they say about Manuel, Manuel. going dark? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> hey, uh, what was I gonna speaking, say? Speaking, speaking oh, of going dark. <laughs> and now it's time for the whip banana mono word of the day. It's like jet fuel for your mind. The word of the day is cockophonus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, that's like those old, like, 90s party lines, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Remember when you, when you got a subscription to Sports Illustrated, you got the football phone? <laughs> well, when you got a subscription to Hustler, they give you the dickophone. <laughs> the cockphone. The cockphone. The cockophone. <laughs> Just speak into the tip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use that line, Tony. Tony told me to say it. <laughs> That's where the antenna comes out. <laughs> it's portable. Must be a wet antenna. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk into my testicles? <laughs> You'll hear me coming. <laughs> Jesus! And there it was. Spelling is K U H dash K O F dash uh dash news. This is a hell of a word. Dictorials would be <laughs> who cough uh, news. Wow. She coughed something up. What now? Oh, God. Yeah. There you go. That chair. was a half a spin there. That wasn't a full one. You got it. You got it. Hey, I'm telling you. When you're on a cockaphone, us. Cockaphones. You, you got to listen real hard. <laughs> Cockaphone and snooze. Yeah. The gag reflex was strong uh, on that Oh, one. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this word is uh, adjective. It comes from Greek. <laughs> we lost, we've lost Dustin. <laughs> Early 19th century. Um, first and only definition having <laughs> Dustin's fucking lost it <laughs> first and only definition of the cockophonus <clears throat> having a harsh or discordant sound <laughs> you can check it out on the Discord. Cockaphonus. I started to make that sound, but I'm not going to. What is it? Nope. <laughs> what are we talking about? Cockaphonus. Is that like when you like get gagged and you like blow snot on somebody's stomach? Jesus. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm just saying that's happened to me a couple of times and that's sort of gross. <laughs> hey, Tony's lights out. <laughs> kind of like an angry dragon. There you yeah. go. She says to me, I can't blink my eyes. That's horrible. It burns. Jesus Christ. Examples. <laughs> Grunted. <laughs> Examples of talk oh phone us in a sentence the halftime show especially is a cockophone us display of shock and all i would say it would be shock and all yeah that man shocker the, no the spock that's for the advanced user 
<laughs> the Spock is. Yeah, the Spock. Yeah. The shockers for the amateur. <laughs> I can't. I don't shocker do either. And spocker. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You don't do know how to shocker. You better know how to spocker. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, is that if you if you do either one of those. I don't do either one because I'm afraid I'm going to come out with poo under my fingernail. Oh my Gross. god! You know, you know, if if the spot doesn't work, you go to the mitten. The mitten. Hey, <laughs> you better be careful. You'll catch a damn knuckle. Tony's got moves, y'all. Damn. Mm. <laughs> speaking of hot dog, speaking of hot dog down the hallway. <laughs> Second example of cockaphonus in a sentence. Through the halls resounded the cockaphonus clangor of a cracked gong announcing dinner. Go <laughs> <laughs> to get it. Protein shake. That's like calling somebody on your cockaphone and telling them. Roast beef for everyone. Oh. <laughs> that can't make the podcast. <laughs> I actually like meat curtains. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been the word of the day. Oh my, oh my God. Everybody's going to need to go to church after that one. <laughs> ask for forgiveness. Oh. We all need a cigarette after that one. Admit and remember that. Well, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. Thank you for joining us this week, and make sure you tune in next week where we have on special guests, Custom Dynamics. Until next time, you guys keep it dirty. <laughs> <laughs>